Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, that really is an interesting case because, um, you know, if you're a parent, you are responsible for your kids, but... I'm just looking at it and thinking, I'm, I am actually living in a society now where Democrats have decided the person who actually picks up the knife and stabs somebody or shoots someone should be given a second or a third chance because racism, hashtag racism, you know, every, hashtag racism. So... Really, you know, I don't, I don't know this area where the prosecutor decided to go after the mom, um, but we're we're truly living in a society now where half the country, probably more than half the country, because a lot of people are emotional instead of fact based and living in reality. Oh God, I feel bad for him. He didn't have a mom. He didn't have a dad. So, you know, let's give him a second chance. We well, just killed somebody. I know, but. You know, we can reform him. Mm, the, the statistics say you probably can't reform him. The statistics say that it's likely that this person's going to come back and do something else that will harm someone else. I know, but let's not do I mean, that is the society we're living in. And yet we're going to hammer this mom. So, hey, if you want to go hardcore, if you want to really hammer people who commit the crimes, and then you want to say if you're a minor, hey, parents. You've got to be responsible. Okay, let me know when you're when you're prepared to go hardcore because I I'm probably going to go along with that. We'll just we will just up the ante for everybody, put everybody on notice. You you harm someone else or you have some role in creating a situation where people are killed, maimed. We're coming after you, but see. That's not what we want, apparently, as a society. We're all over the place on this. So I, I look at that, and, and I'm trying to figure out, is it, is it a black-white thing? I mean, was this a go-after-the-white woman? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know enough about that area to know what the real motivation was. Um, but I can tell you, what, here in Richmond, do you think everybody's going after all of these parents? I guess it was the one... What was the story here? The one mom. Oh, it was this. It was the teacher who got shot. Right. And the mom was prosecuted because, well, I don't want to say something on the radio that's not factual. And I don't have the facts right in front of me. But there was one case here where they went after the mom. And it seemed like she was completely 
um, a complete dereliction of duty as a parent. But again, I, I think we shift the responsibility for the person who's committing the crime to others. That's a weird. What is what is going on? It's a weird psychology that we're seeing here. The person who's actually doing something bad gets excuses made for them. But then we go out looking for other people like the gun manufacturer. We're going to hold them responsible. Or, I, I, what what that the psycho, the psychology of the society is really odd right now. It's kind of screwed up, I think. 7.09 on this Wednesday morning. It's the 7th day of February 2024. Really glad you're with us this morning. Uh, I'm John Reed, and you're listening to News Radio WRVA. Speaking of screwed up things in the state legislature here in Richmond, we'll bring it home. Uh, this second look bill, I, I really hope that you will take a second and third and fourth look at what the Democrats are doing here in Virginia, as if the 74% increase in murders in the formerly peaceful county of Henrico isn't enough to maybe panic you? Like, wow, I, 74% increase in murders? Do we Should we continue down this road? Get it up to what, like 90% increase in murders? Hans Bader is the noted author and attorney we go to often to talk about these things. What, what are you tracking on the second look bill, Hans? Good morning. Well, the Democrats along party lines voted the second look bill out of a Senate committee recently, and the second look bill would allow even serial killers to seek release from prison after a specified number of years by citing things like the fact that they've matured in prison mm. and they no longer have a youth brain. <laughs> and the Democrats argue that long sentences don't make us safer, but the reality is long sentences for criminals do make us safer because three-quarters of all state prisoners released in 2008 were subsequently rearrested with ten, by 10 years later, including three-quarters of the state prisoners who were over age 40 at the time of their release. So keeping inmates in prison does keep us safer because most prison inmates, when released, go on to commit more crimes, even when they're over the age of 40 at the time of their release. It's unfortunate, and that's not what anyone wants to hear. You know, I, I think the average person who's a person of faith, perhaps, or, you know, just wants to live in the Hallmark card world that we've created, would like to think that second chances that, you know, they'll appreciate the second chance and there'll be resources and people who will help you. But in reality, it, I mean, the data is clear ever since we abolished parole in Virginia that the crime goes down when people are locked up and it goes up when you start letting people out. Why, why hasn't that message gotten through, you think? Are people just want to live in fantasy land? I have no earthly clue. I think that they, some people think that no matter how much increases the crime rate, you should still give the inmates a second chance because there's some moral imperative to let people out once they repent. Mm. And I think the most important thing is keeping the public safe. Yeah, yeah. And I look at the difference between Maryland and Virginia. Maryland has parole. Virginia doesn't, at least not yet. And Virginia has half the violent crime rate of Maryland, even though the two states are very similar. Why? Virginia was historically tougher on crime, right. and those longer sentences were the key ingredient in why Virginia has a violent crime rate that's only a little over half of Maryland's violent crime rate. And the Democrats want to make Virginia more like Maryland in every respect. They want more gun control because Maryland has more gun control, which doesn't stop it from having twice the violent crime rate. And they want to have shorter sentences like Maryland, even though the shorter sentences are a key reason why Maryland has a violent crime rate almost twice as high as Virginia's. 
And the Democrats just keep saying at these legislative hearings that longer sentences don't make us safer. But there are a number of studies that say that longer sentences do deter crime. And whether they deter crime or not, they plainly incapacitate violent criminals by keeping them locked up where they can't commit more crimes. Because most criminals, when they're released from prison, are arrested again. They go on and commit more crimes. And very, very gradually, as inmates age, their crime rate goes down. But it takes a long mm-hmm. time. You know, the, with the Federal Bureau of Justice Statistics found that even when you have substantial sentences like 10 years, there was still a 57.5% reoffense rate after they were released. Unbelievable. And that, and that went down. It did go down if you after age 60 to 25%. But, you know, you, you basically have to wait until they're near senior citizens before their crime rate really goes down a lot. And even then, there is some degree of reoffense and recidivism. So it's just not true that longer sentences don't keep us safe. Longer sentences do keep us safe. And that's a key reason why Virginia has a lower crime rate than Maryland. Is this all a racial argument? I mean, if we dig it's down into the based data. on race. Because when yeah. they show up, like people, groups like Sam. They will always talk about the disproportionality and who has these really long sentences. Mm -hmm. And they ignore the victims because over half of all people murdered are black people. Black people are only 13 percent of the population, 13 or 14. And yet an outright majority of the people who were killed last year, oh, just just over half were black people. Mm -hmm. And most of these killings were black on black. Most violent crime is committed against someone of the same race as the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. So when you let a black murderer out of prison, you are traumatizing the family of that black murder victim because the black murder victim is overwhelmingly, 90% of the time, killed by another black person. Mm-hmm. So when you're soft on crime because you're trying to help out the black offenders, you're insulting and harming the black victims because the biggest victims of violent crime in America are black people. And the outright majority of the people who were killed last year were black people, even though they're only they're less than a seventh of the population. It's it's an odd type of of racism, you know, different from the the soft bigotry of low expectations that we've talked about for a couple of decades. This is like a moral confusion, um, an intent to do something good which in the end actually does more harm to the people you you claim to care about. The other question I'd ask you, Hans, is um, looking at the data. Say, I'm all about if you if you were convicted of rape, you say you didn't do it and and something wasn't tested or you were convicted 25 years ago. And now suddenly there's some sort of videotape that wasn't introduced into the court or there's something that was left out or analyzed incorrectly to me that's worth a second look but you got to have something that's different and yet those people often do longer time because they'll say you can't get parole you don't get a second look because you didn't repent so if you're actually innocent it's hard to repent and and claim that you did what you didn't do so those people they serve their false sentence whereas the people who you know the person who says oh i'm sorry Mm -hmm. that person can get out and you know you look at the people who are released under dc second look law these aren't exemplars. According to Daily Caller, 28 of the 135 got rearrested hmm. already in the short time that that law has been in effect. And granted, that's a lower percentage rearrest rate than the, than the rearrest rate of people who naturally went through their full sentence. Mm-hmm. So judges are paying some attention to how dangerous they are in releasing them. But still, some of the people they release 
did turn out to be dangerous, even though they thought they weren't. And even though D.C.'s second look law, unlike the Virginia bill passed by Democrats recently in the state uh, Senate committee, Mm -hmm. D.C.'s law requires the judge to find that they're not a danger to any person or the community. And yet some of them have already been rearrested because judges are not they don't have omniscience. They're not like God. They can't perfectly tell whether the the murderer really is truly repentant and has turned over a new leaf or whether he's just pretending to be sorry so he can get out. Right. Well, I've dealt with people. I can't claim that I've dealt with violent, well, with one exception, violent. Somebody pulled a knife on me who was high, uh, which is another story for another day. But you know, I've dealt with people who were drug addicts, unfortunately, in my life, who I think on the day that I caught them and the day I confronted them on the day that they sobered up and kind of detoxed, they were sincere. I'm never doing this again. I promise. I know I'm hurting you. I'm hurting the family. I'm hurting, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm destroying my life. I think they were sincere that day. And you know, this, they just couldn't help it. Don't do it. Yeah, these second look bills don't do anything for basically drug people, druggies, because they're not doing enough time in prison to even hit the 15 year threshold for so seeking it's, relief. It's the violent crowd. And I think people will yeah. say, that, look, if if you are a violent person and you want to get out of prison, I think I think you will say what you need to say to get out of prison. And maybe some of them really wish that life would be different. But you get back out on the streets, hanging out with the same people, uh, falling into the same routine and more innocent people are going to get hurt. It's just weird to me the Democrats continue to constantly defend the people who've already showed us that they're violent. I appreciate you flagging it for us, Hans. Thank and you. And that's, that's who the prisons hold. The average state prison inmate has five prior convictions. Mm. And most people in state prisons nationally are there for violent crimes. They're not there for drugs. Yeah. If you look at this average sentence for drug trafficking in an American state prison, it's 14 months. They're not there long enough to... To even, even you know, be on this radar. even trigger something like these, the second look law, which only releases the inmates after they've been there for 15 years. This is about violent offenders yeah. being released. Well, hopefully folks will call their legislators and try to stop this. And then we're counting on Glenn Youngkin to be a veto machine and make sure not, nothing like this gets through. Hans Bader, a noted author and attorney. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 718, back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.